This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Power, power. We got a world champion. That might be one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Knockouts and three counts is the podcast, baby. There's a real deal, baby. Knockouts and three counts starts now. It is another Thursday. This is Knockouts and Three Counts. And hey, before we get started, you know, shout out to everybody who hit that subscribe button, which if you're new here, make sure you do that, whether you're listening to it on podcast platforms, all that good stuff. We're trying to get our YouTube up where our Facebook and all the other social medias are at. But you guys got us over 300 subscribers, so I greatly appreciate that. So if you guys are new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Alrighty, got people in the comments. What's good? Hey, yo, what up, Cody? How are you, man? Um, but like I said, without any further ado, it is a Thursday, you know, and if you pay attention to the thumbnail for this, you know, it looks like a wasteland in the background. You know, we're back with a guy who has been, uh, like he said, on his icon shit, trying to uh, conquer other lands and all that good stuff. We have the return of Icon Lee. How you doing, brother, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? How are all you doing? Doing good, doing good. Yeah. Shout out to the Sheik. They got you to 300 plus subscribers. That's very good. Good on Amen. them. Everybody's got a name for their fans. You call them sheep. We call them fans. It is what it is. We appreciate y'all any way it goes. But if you're new here, like I said, make sure you hit that subscribe button and make my day. But uh, with that being said, you know, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Uh, the You and I originally met when uh, we were on our travels to Texas. And uh, at Pele Pro with Kyle yeah. Hessler and all the guys down there. And, uh, shout out to Kyle. Home. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kyle. Shout out to the homie Sam Adonis. I just saw him with uh, WrestleMania doing his thing down there with AAA. Um, but now, as I've seen, you know, you've been making your way through AEW. You did AEW Dark. You know, you were also. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I, I took I took photos. We haven't made okay. that, that, that breach yet. You have when I do get there, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of noise made. All right, so I'm I'm counting the chickens before they hatch. They're coming, but you've been doing your thing over there at uh, Grindhouse and other places. So tell me what's been going on in the world of Icon, man. I've just been continuing my journey, my rise to the top, and you know, on that journey, there's there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of peasants who try to knock me down stop my vibe, stop my rise. But I think I keep proving them wrong and I keep grinding hard for the sheep. So, I mean, you know, I just got back. Let's start this way. 2021, I ended my year with a title match in Tennessee, right? I didn't win. 2022, I started my year traveling by airplane, by by flight to Texas to become the APW champion. Okay, so I started my year with the title match. I won that title match. I think that should show you how serious I am about kicking ass and taking names within my domain. Can't argue that. Well, J-Bone, I know you're new to Icon Lee and uh, his the beginning of his takeover. So what do you got for Mr. Lee in your discovering a mr icon lee man look man first of all i'm digging the look when i i just subscribed to your youtube page i'm checking out some stuff right now 
the look is captivating for me. That's always, you know, before I see anything, but I'm watching this stuff, dude. You got some good stuff here. I'm intrigued, bro. And I'm, I'm digging the rise at the top and hell of a way to start off your year with a title. Thank you. Kudos Thank you. That, yeah. And it's, and it's a, it's a super independent, you know, it's a very notable company. Shout out to Devin storm advanced pro wrestling. You know, he, he's one of the, also the promoters of poly pro with Kyle. So, you know, I'd say I'm in good hands and, uh, Whoever they whoever they want to put in my in, in the ring with me, I'm gonna kick their ass. It's that simple. I mean, I like it. And you know, let's take it before we talk about what you're doing outside of Texas. You know, yeah, there's a lot. You were you were pretty much like ahead of the curb with that mask, bro. Like, I mean, with the pandemic coming, you were already doing <laughs> all right. So, I mean, how much money did you save and not having to get them damn masks? Because you already had it covered. I mean, I know you've got some more that your mouth isn't super covered. But, dude, you were ahead of the damn game. This is the only one because when I do eventually sell this to one lucky sheep, it's going to be worth a lot of money. And I'm all about new young money. So, but back to the mask, you know, it's funny because I, I can't really wear this when I go through the airports or when I travel through other, other means, I can't wear this. They're like, you know, you got to put the conventional sheep mask on. So, but I also had this mask all, all the, the way back in 2017 and the whole history of this mask. Well, the current history, I'll explain the current history first. The current history of this mask is to protect the sheep from my words because I'm a wolf and I talk a lot of deadly shit. And I don't want them to be manipulated by my words. Okay, so I take the mask off in the ring because I can give a damn about the false heroes that I'm kicking their ass. Okay, they can get the full force of their icon. But now, past history of the mask, I created, I had 2K14, I love video games. I created my image that you see in that video game. And um, the guy had, had the mask. So I created this all the way back in college when I was at Full Sail University, 2014, and 2K14, I still have the USB drive. So if I were to go get a 350 and pop it in, I'd see my created self that I, you know, created many moons ago. So I had this mask talk, before COVID. <laughs> talk about taking a creative character to a next level, huh? Right. I, I'm sure. <laughs> right. You got to bring it to real life. That's what's up, dude. I like that. Look, bro, I've got nothing to hate on about a man who was playing, you know, the video games and all that stuff. Because, hot damn it, I remember gr growing up as a kid going from No Mercy to WCW and NWO Revenge to WrestleMania 2000 to when, when we moved over to the PS2s and SmackDown yeah. shut your mouth. Yeah. If any of you guys are watching this, played any of those games, drop them in the comments. Let me know uh what games you played. I don't know what Drop kind of game the James is talking. I mean, I don't know what kind of game James is talking about, but I mean that's uh that's like a different kind of game we're talking WWE two K fourteen. You didn't play that? No, no that's not that's no. not what we were talking about. This guy <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we were talking about. I don't he's know what kind of game he's talking about, but like I said, that's a different type. I was talking about the different guy. wrestling games. I was well aware of uh, WWE 2K14 and uh, what you're talking about with this one. Now, here's hold the on, question: hold on. You want to know why you were aware of it? It's because you're a sheep and you follow trends. <laughs> I mean, hey, dude, it give me is the sheep mask, is. bro. Give me the sheep. Hey, mask. look, the sheep mask got over with the Wyatts. All right, so I mean, if that's what I got to do. To make me some money. I mean, I've already swung the belts around. Hey, Jay Wiggs, I still got your money and the oh belt, boy. motherfucker. Oh but uh, anyway, 
I can swing those around. Hell, I might as well bring around a uh, sheep, uh, sheep's mask as well. But let's get back to the matter at hand. You know, we right. talked about you were doing a lot of things outside of uh, what I've seen in Texas. So right. let us know, you know, where and uh, what kind of wastelands and places Icon Lee has been showing up to on the other side of the country. So if you follow me on social media, you will see that I've been to Grindhouse Pro, which is in Indiana. It's a little further away than, than Texas. I've been in Tennessee. Um, you know, so at Grindhouse Pro, I had a program with this guy, this, this, this wrestler by the name of Chase Destiny. And, you know, it all started with uh, Chase getting his ass kicked by me. And um, when that happened, he got, a little, he got a little frustrated. And so the good old pencil at Grindhouse, he said, Icon, I need you to come back and have a match with Chase. And so I did. And uh, I, I was this close to beating him the second time. I had his leg in a submission. You know, I, I worked his leg the entire match. He was hurt. He was hurt for many months after. What the kind match. of submission were we talking about? Figure four leg lock. lock. Okay. Figure four leg lock. And the good old muffler stretch. My my favorite. I love the muffler stretch because I can I can just work on that ACL. And if you're a pro wrestler, you know you landing on your knees a lot. Your ACLs break very easy. So I injured this guy. And he did, he won the match, he cheated. You know, there's some stupid peasant in the crowd who distracted me and he cheated. But he won this match and uh, that was the second match. And then we had this whole thing where the radio show in Indiana, they called us to do this press conference and um, I kicked his ass on stage in front of a bunch of people. And then we had the rubber match, the third match, you know, and it was a kendo stick match. And so, uh, you know, I've been kicking ass at Grindhouse and I got, shout out to Grindhouse for bringing me so many times and letting me do my thing there. I, I will be returning in May. So, well, well, apparently the people at Grindhouse have the right pedencil. I don't know if I need to have control of the pedencil in this motherfucker, but I mean, hey, you guys already subscribed, or if you're watching this, it looks like you're already behind what and, I'm doing. And with those matches, those matches are available on my YouTube at Icon Lee. They're available oh, yeah. on my Instagram, so you can go watch all three matches, and they're filmed by my own personal filmer, Hector. Hector, he's a genius, and I'm one of the only independent guys out there right now that has their own filmer, and I think it's very important for pro wrestlers to have their matches filmed and shared to the world because, to be honest, that's the only way you're going to get seen. Yeah, especially in, in when you're on the indie scene still, man, that really is one of the best moves that you can make because it, it really just – it, it, it really garners your, your own fan base that – follows you from event to event, really builds up anticipation for when you make, you know, your you're independent. Be known. You got to work yeah. like you're independent. Yeah. You got to make yourself be known, man. It, 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 no better way than to uh, straight up have your own matches available on YouTube. Exactly. You're not, you're, you're not kidding. And even in with what we got going here, dude, like, you know, it's, if you look at like the beginning of our show to where we're at now, like so many things have uh, changed, you know, and even at that, you know, you got to know where to show love, like just how you were showing out love to uh, Grindhouse a second ago. J-Bone is showing love to past guests of the show. Janai Kai down there in the bottom right-hand corner if you're watching this. And, you know, I've got to give a shout-out <laughs> as well to our sponsors at G3 Payroll yes. and Tax. If you haven't gotten your taxes done, you might need to hurry up. I'm just telling you, I work <laughs> in the post office. Uncle Sam's coming for you, Steve. He's going to get you. I mean, 
<laughs> I'm just saying, Uncle Sam is coming for you, man. But if you got to get yeah. your taxes done, G3 payroll and tax is the way to go. Tell them knockouts and three counts said, uh, sent you. And shout out to uh, Jack for showing love to the show. But please feel free to continue. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you guys got any questions for me? What do you got? What do you got? Hit me with something. I do got questions, Before man. We get Brian Pillman. Brian ah, Pillman, yeah. dude. I got yeah. questions about Brian Pillman. So the Both first time we met Brian Pillman was with uh, past guest of the show, uh, James J.C. Campbell from uh, Dave and Chuck the Freak here at 101 The Riff. We were uh, – it was there was an upstart promotion that I'll just leave alone that uh, was starting up here that he was going to do commentary for. And lo and behold, we were actually out before a SmackDown, and it was Brian Pillman – um, Brian Pillman Jr., um, James Ellsworth, and uh, Matt Stryker were out there, um, out at Harry's before SmackDown. And I've ran into him a few times since, uh, at StarCast and other things like that. But dude, you know, I keep hearing your name and Brian Pillman's name come up. So let me He's know what the like deal that. is with you and Brian Pillman. Huh? Well, you know, all respect to Brian Pillman. You know, Brian, he helped me get to certain places that I probably wouldn't have known about them if it wasn't for getting in the car and traveling with him to these certain places. So all respect to Brian Pillman. Now, he knows exactly what I'm about. Um, I look I look at him as a mentor. I, he can never tell me what to do. He can never fully tell me what to do. I, I have kicked his ass in his own house. Um, that's on YouTube as well. Um, I plan on kicking his ass again in the future. He knows this. But at the end of the day, he's my brother, just like the prodigy. He's my brother and brothers fight. So, you know, right now, I guess we are we're on good terms. Um, but if if he ever wanted to call me out or talk, talk behind my back, like so many others try to do, uh, then he's just fair game. Hey, man. All's all's fair in love and war, dude. J Bone, it looks like you got something for that one. What do you got, bro? I'm digging it, dude. I just love I love I love when guys come out here and just do do exactly what you're doing, man. Let's let's yeah. talk them in. You know what I'm saying? And I'm you got me, brother. So I'm I'm actually watching your uh your match with Chase Destiny right now. Oh um, good. Which one? This is uh part three. Okay, yeah, okay. Yep. Uh so so don't I mind don't like me if you look back. You know, I don't lose that match. I don't lose, so Oh, spoiler alert. Hell yeah. So that's a good one to watch. Make sure you check it out on his YouTube and well, all here, those here. good okay. I don't move the traditional way. I, I take a nap. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm digging it. You know, very, speaking very, of, physical, very physical match so far. Dude. It is. It, speaking of that grindhouse, you know, grindhouse is also held at a venue called the arena. And the arena is where I not only just had not only my biggest match in my career, but probably one of the best matches of my career. And I didn't get pinned. And that's with Ace Austin. So at Grindhouse Pro, I, you know, I, I'm good with them. But there's another promotion, um, Octane, High Octane Professional Wrestling. They called me in. They said, Icon, we need you. We need you for the main event. I showed up. I had no idea who I was going to get in the ring with. And it ended up being a triple threat with another super indie talent, Damian Chamber Chambers and TNA Impact champion, one of their champions, Ace Austin. So, you know, that match is brilliant. I went in that match with a strong game plan. I'm always mentally ready. You see me in the gym. I'm always working my ass off. So I went into that match, and uh, I kicked ass. I almost made Ace Austin tap out with the muffler stretch. 
He knows it. The world knows it. Thousands have seen it on Instagram. And um, if I ever got the opportunity to go to Impact Wrestling, I'm sure I'd do the same damn thing again. I mean, Ace Austin is definitely somebody that is not to be fucked with in the ring. So if you're able to pull off that kind of stuff against a guy like that, props to you. Because I just saw the stylings of one Ace Austin WrestleMania weekend. Um, Like I say, he's been doing his thing with Impact. We were at the Impact uh, Multiverse show. Um, I've been liking what I've been seeing from Ace Austin for a while. He's been around here in Michigan at a few spots, too. Um, Tell me, with you facing a guy like Ace Austin, um, does that change? Does that change your mindset at all? And then when you add uh, Damian Chambers to the mix, dude, I mean that's a hell of a couple guys for you to step in the ring with as a young guy coming up. It definitely proves to myself that everything that I talk about it, it matters and that it was leading to something. So whenever I say that I'm the most relevant independent professional wrestler, and then I go into the ring and I prove my ass off to someone against like Ace Austin then I would hope that it validates to those who doubted me that, okay, this guy, he, okay, he's serious. Icon Lee is serious about this and that he's here for the long. Because, you know, I, I can always say that I'm inspired by The Undertaker and Lil Wayne. You know, a lot of people are like Lil Wayne. That's a hell of a mix, Because dude. of his work ethic, you know, I'm always posting. I'm always in the gym. The gym is my studio. As Wayne says, the studio, he's always in the studio. So if I keep, if I say that, but then I also prove that over over time because everything takes time with these people. You have to put the years in. Then hopefully, you know, it, it means something. So to me, it meant a lot to step into the ring with Ace Austin and Damian Chambers. Shout out to him. So go ahead, Corey. Uh, so I was going to kind of steer it off topic, I guess, a little bit. You talked about being able to make these kind of big travel moves and stuff over the last year and such since yeah. we've had you on the show last what with somebody like yourself who kind of brands their fans as sheep and so on and i know you've got to have some amazingly interesting stories of running into these uh said sheep on the road so any uh interesting road stories in the uh last year year and a half so yeah i mean from chicago to texas i run into a whole range of different people from ignorant fans who say things they should never say to me and to like the best fans that celebrate 420 with me. <laughs> so shout out to Chicago Rob. You know, he's, he's up in Chicago. He's a brilliant sheep. He's a wonderful man. He's a black sheep. He's more than a sheep. He's brilliant. And I've had some sheep that have said, Icon, I, I want you to send me a picture of your abs for some money. And you know, that's the weird. It gets really weird. <laughs> you know, both female and male. You know, I, you know, so it gets really weird out there. But icon uh, only fans yeah, coming yeah. soon. Then <laughs> <laughs> their dreams. That will never happen. You better just follow me on Instagram and keep it pushing. <laughs> pushing <and> peace. <laughs> but uh yeah, so when it comes to the sheep, I mean the whole range of people, as I as I uh, I expect that, you know, the more the more I get, the wilder it's probably gonna get. So it just is I always stay humbled and you know, I'm I'm happy that I that I'm able to sell merchandise to people that I've never met. And they're all over the world. And, you know, they're willing to pay me through PayPal, Cash App, all that good stuff. So I think it's very important to have fans or sheep in my domain, as I would say. I mean, I can't argue that. Like I said, we're always trying to do our thing with that. Shout out to everybody who just picked up that new knockouts and three-count shirt, courtesy of past guests of the show, Lindsey Snow, who, you know, 
she may have only wrestled twice when we were down there at Mania Weekend, but dude, we had a hell of a time with Lindsay Snow uh, Mania Weekend. Dallas was a blast. I am ready to get to go to Vegas. But with that being said, I mean, where are some of the biggest places that you've got on your map that you've got pinned out that you want to hit in uh, 2022? So in 2022, I've got some crazy dreams, okay? So, you know, me, I, I'm, I'm always reaching far. You know, a lot of people know I reach far. So I, I definitely want to go and wrestle at, in Australia. All right. Um, it's, a, it's a very, very nice promotion out there that I would love to wrestle for. I've never wrestled out of the United Who States. Who are they? Shout them motherfuckers out. World World Wrestling. It's called okay. World Wrestling. I'm with yeah. you. Um, yeah. I'll show you later. Um, I definitely want <laughs> to return to Poly Pro. That's definitely in talk. So I plan on coming back there. You know, I'm a, I'm, I started at Poly Pro. I'm one of their originals. So it's always right for me to go back there. Uh, I do plan on going to a seminar in Cleveland for CYN, Control Your Narrative, EC3's whole creative with Braun Strowman, or as you know him as Adam Share. Uh, shout out to AJZ. He's a good brother of mine. You know, he, I got him down at Poly Pro. He wrestled down there and he's helping me get up there. So shout out to him. Um, I'm going to go up there and prove what I've already proved to the world and that I am an icon living. So, you know, those are some of the big things that I have coming up. So you and mentioned control your bro, Tennessee. I'm going back to Tennessee. I have a lot of things. It's just, I can't explain it all. I'm not going to tell you all right now. You're just going to have to witness it. So the one that you mentioned out of those that I wanted to touch on, you mentioned uh, control your narrative with EC3. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff in the media and in the news with them is they've been starting, obviously, saying he's going to have uh, different um you know different rules there's no tope suicidas stuff like that and you know it's going to have a real raw feel to it i mean i know they're coming here to detroit uh may 14th how do you feel icon fits in in a promotion like that that is already kind of set up to be you know so much different than a lot of the other indies that you're seeing and to have two guys at the three guys really when you think about it i don't know that austin aries really has much to do with like the uh running of the promotion but i mean you already know you've got like you mentioned adam sure he's now going by titan over there and then you've got ec3 and then austin aries is there so what are your thoughts about um control your narrative and how do you feel like you'd fit in there shout out to ajz as well um you see i don't do the flips in the ring i don't do the flips right the 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 high spot you might see me do is a high as a as a springboard knee okay so i think my style of just intense aggression good strikes because i'm inspired by the undertaker so i focus on punching the hell out of my opponent all that stuff good strikes submissions working working the ankles working the legs working the limbs i think all of that is going to incorporate brilliantly with their narrative can't be mad at that dude a submission and strikes seem to always get the job done i mean look at what we were just saying with uh with Bilal Muhammad going into his fight, I mean, he just mixed it up with takedowns to the strikes and got the dub when a lot of people thought that Vincente Luque was going to get the dub. So, I mean, there's it's kind of hard to argue that fact. But I don't know, man. I'm excited to see where you end up and uh, what's next for Icon Lee. So, like I said, brother man, let them know where they can find you. Let them know where your social media, all that good stuff. And if you got anybody else you want to call out, or anybody you want to, you got some shit to say to. Like I said, you know we ain't scared here, so the floor is yours. When it comes to social media, 
just just don't mention, don't keep my name out of your mouth if it's something negative. I don't have time for negative. Because if you say my name, I'm gonna put you down like a dog. Okay. So just just keep my name out of your mouth. That's all I gotta say. Um, respect my hustle. Okay. I love a lot of people in this industry of professional wrestling, and I'm here for a long time. And that ring is my domain. And as for you sheep, you can always follow me on the legendary social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. You don't get my Snapchat. Uh, yeah. Snapchat's only for the close one. What up, though, Susan? We still got a lot left to go, but <laughs> there we go. My, follow me. There you go. I, there you go. The sheep are coming in. My icon is God. Subscribe to my YouTube. And Make also, sure you subscribe, man. Go ahead. Go to Google. Go to Google. All you got to do is type in Icon Lee, just like that, and uh, you can buy my shirt. I just dropped a new shirt, Icon Lee, Icon Shit Relevant. It's on Google. First thing you're going to see, my shirt. It's on Pro Wrestling Tees. They've always been good to me. Shout out to Pro Wrestling Tees up in Chicago, and uh, go buy some merch for me. I mean, clearly people are already getting on the hype train. Uh, AJ, we appreciate you coming in here. If you're new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, he says his icon. He said his icon is God. Um, you know, you said you said you're here for a long time. Tonight we had a good time. So, uh, like I said, until until the next time we bring in inspirations, Little Wayne and Undertaker. I gotta be here. If I'm gonna talk that shit, I gotta put the work in. Two of the hardest workers in entertainment history, right there. So that's Damn right. Shout out to them, man. I love them. Hey, man. Like I said, we're with it. We're following you at Icon Lee. If you haven't already done so, make sure you're following us at KO3C Pod. And until I see you on the road the next time, or you make your way down here to Michigan, brother man, we appreciate you on the show. Thank you. Send me a shirt. I'll rock it. There we go. You got it, sir. I'll see what I, I got a few. I got a few left. It'll be uh just perfect icon size. So uh, we'll Knock have to talk soon. Three Thank you so much. I will always respect you guys. All right, Peace. Hey man, great, you already great know. Great to have you on, man. Thank you. Do icon follow you everywhere? Let's go. Hey man, we appreciate everybody great. that come in here, both new fans and apparently some of Icon's sheep. <laughs> but uh, J Bone, what were your thoughts? After uh, your first go round with Icon hey, Lee, dude, dude's got it, man. I love the mask, bro. Got a little, little MF yeah. Doom inspiration too, you know. You know, I'm a hip hop guy, so I dig that. I'm I'm watching this stuff as we speak, man. Dude's very physical. I'll be I'll be keeping my eyes on this guy. So I lo- I like what I saw, man. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the future too. What do you think? We need to see him out here at uh, BCWA or something like that. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. Get him out to Michigan. Oh, shit. It looks like he's got himself a new fan. Cody says we are sheep. I don't know, man. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, shit. See, you know, we we, we returned the favor here, like I said. And uh, AJ, I appreciate the fact that you're already subscribed. So thank you, kind sir. Um, Like I said, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's our now our second uh, interaction with the icon himself, and uh, both kinds have been great. So yeah, shout out icon. Wish nothing but the best going forward for him. Oh, yeah. I, I'm with that dude. Like I said, I respect anybody that's out there grinding just like we are. Um, I don't know, J Bone. You know, we're getting ready to head out to Vegas here, dude. So uh, 
What kind of shit are you trying to get into in Vegas? <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that here, bro. Can't talk about that right now. We're gonna go. You no, know, I'm, I'm kidding. Listen, listen you right. Listen. You right. You no, right. Listen, you right. Listen. I'm kidding. We're gonna be gentlemen. We're gonna. No, have he's a not. Good time. Gonna we're gonna. Amazing. We're gonna dress nice. We're gonna go to some kick-ass wrestling shows. We're gonna meet up with some kick-ass people. Hopefully, it's gonna be a good time. We're gonna record what we can and. You'll see it, I'm sure, on the social medias, but it's going to be a good time. That's why you got to make sure you hit that subscribe button, you know, and then you'll be all right. And anytime you guys have hung out with me, it's always been a good time. So we're going to make it a fucking good time. Well, you haven't got to hang out with Mega Ran yet. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing Mega Ran out there, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. See, that's the kind of support we're talking about. See, we try to bring you something different here at Knockouts and Three Counts. I definitely think you might like what we've got in store for you uh, next week. I can tell you for sure we'll be joined by Mikey Zero from Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling. And then Thursday, as long as everything goes well this way, I mean, you know, even though the Red Wings are kind of closing their season, you know, it could be hey, hey hockey town in this motherfucker and find uh, it could have gotten pretty uh, scummy. So, like I said, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any of it. Kyle, one thing but, I do want to do while we're in Vegas, man, you've been talking about that nerd bar. I want to check that out. So. Hell yeah. Shout sure out to Johnny. Sure. I just saw Johnny in Texas. He bought one of uh, Mega Rand's pairs of tickets. Nerd bar is the fucking shit. We're going to get down there, and that's what we ought to do for part of the blog. You and I you and I should bowl against each other and at nerd bar. And I, since I got a bowl with house balls, let's see how good I can do. That way, you have a little bit of a, uh, it'll a even a handicap. Huh? Okay. Oh right, yeah, I got a. I won't have my bowling ball. I won't have my bowling <laughs> shoes. So let let let's see what happens. See if I can I'm still it, give J Bone the work. I'm with it, man. We'll have to come up with a little wager or something for that. We'll do it. We'll do it Hell for the yeah. blog. You know, here, blog. here you go, man. You know, tell them about the J Bone show. You know, you're going to be bringing Mega Ran on. You got to make sure when you talk to Megaran, you got to ask Megaran if he wants to get in on this challenge. And secondly, Megaran, if you hear yeah. this, and you can go ahead and feel free to tell him this because I ain't scared. <laughs> it's going to be more than three quarters full of that margarita. All right. <laughs> more than three quarters full, son of a bitch. Gonna get, you're going to get one of them streetwalker margaritas? Well, that what you're oh, dude, we. You met, you're met, it's going man. right over your head, dude. When we got there last time, dude, that one that's he goes, dude, that thing's about as tall as you are. And that was mm-hmm. like the running joke that he said yeah. I wouldn't be able to make it three quarters of the way through it. And then by the time we were at the mall, I looked down and I was more than three quarters of the way through there it. We well, go. hey, there's other there's other story, stories story, that came out of that. There's other stories that came out of that, but that's all the more the reason you gotta be following us at all the social media because you never know what the hell's gonna come from our social media and uh my travels across the country and jay bones getting ready to make his first trip since joining the show so uh yeah man and we're headed out to extreme couture while we're down there too so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good time dude. Be a good time first order of business backpack margaritas we're doing it big man <laughs> backpack margaritas i don't get one i don't know if i've ever done backpack margaritas i did did, man one time i was there i took my cousin for his birthday and they it was a big old margaritas i'd say you know up to my shoulder-ish area and it had two straps i'm like i could put this mug right on my back so i just (laughs) got your straw you bring it around and hey it worked out man keeps you cool and keeps you refreshed and all that stuff Hey, so what do you say we uh what do you say we ride that roller coaster on top of the hotel while we're down there? 
before or after the backpack margarita? (laughs) Probably before the backpack margaritas. We might be able to work that out. (laughs) Backpack (laughs) margaritas, Kathy. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, hell yeah. Shout out to Kathy. You got to drink out that backpack margarita out of them twisted tumblers and shit. Listen, Kathy, I just wanted to let you know I did get the second cup that you sent me. I appreciate it. Shout out to you. My kids love it. So thank you very much, Kathy. My kids are still using them cups. Shout out to Kathy. Drink that margarita out of a damn twisted tumbler. I'm just saying, you know, and, uh, you know, use some of that tax money you got from G3 payroll. Uh, But with that being said, I told you that there's a lot of other things that I got on the docket, a lot of other things that I want to talk about. So why don't we go in? uh, I mean, we try out here. We appreciate you. We love you, too, Kathy. Um, With that being said, you know, we might as well go in order. Last night, I mean, pretty solid dynamite. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some good stuff on that show, man. Dude, that match between CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes with both of them being where they're at. Like, I seen that that exchange on Twitter. Initially, I seen that exchange on Twitter and I knew something good was going to come out. And it's really, dude, it's so cool to see Dustin Rhodes get that shine. You know what I mean? Because we know he's got it. You know what I mean? He's he's, He's a legendary wrestler, bro. He's a legendary talent. Always has been. He's been around forever. So to, get him on TV in that spotlight, that magnitude with CM Punk and have that good of a match. That just shows you right there. Dude still got it. So hopefully, hopefully something comes of it. We'll see what happens. I mean, Dustin Rhodes, I think can be inserted into any like situation and it just shows how good he is. Yeah. Look, when you've been around since the eighties, dude, <laughs> like there's, I mean, how do you put it? Like, you know, yeah. he was, you know, there's all this talk about co. Wrestling. 40 years of work well not to mention though i mean but think about it bro right now in the wrestling business you got cody who's making all that noise over there in the wwe but before cody there was dustin and then there was that banger that cody and dustin had on uh the first AEW yeah. pay-per-view i mean there you go right there gold dust see there you yeah. see there like I said, you know, and then you got the stuttering gold dust. I mean, to be around that long, dude, you have to be. We didn't have to bring look, that up. We didn't have to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, <laughs> to, to talk about that, though, to his work, that, that just shows you dude could do it, man. He got over just about anything. So shout out to him. Look, dude. He still has one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. And you talk about cinematic matches, the matches, the match that him and Rowdy Roddy Piper had mm-hmm. where they drove the damn Bronco down the freeway, down WrestleMania, fought in the back lot. It was the dude, gold Cadillac, look, the gold Cadillac, man. Gold dust was way ahead of its time. Yeah. Um, like I said, and that's not even including just Dustin Rhodes, the man, and all the stuff that he's had. Like I said, the match that they had in AEW, the match that he had with CM Punk uh, was definitely good. Um, it definitely looks like we're going towards Hangman and CM Punk for the AEW World Championship. So what are your thoughts on CM Punk versus Hangman? I'd love to see it, man. I mean, like I told you on the last show, the whole Hangman thing, it's getting kind of flat for me. I don't like. I can't really give you the reason why, because I don't know, but... Like I said, I liked the come up for Hangman, but now that we're there, it's kind of flattening out for me. It'd be kind of cool to see CM Punk uh, capture that title. It'd be That's... quote unquote a spit in the face of the of the industry. You know what I'm saying? After he left for all those years, and then he came back to capture one of the most prestigious titles in the world right now. I think it'd be huge, man. I'd love to see that. 
Well, that was, was what I was going to ask you. Go ahead. It, would definitely, it would definitely be huge if he was to, if he was to be able to pull it off, you know, to your point. And then secondly, I do feel as though like uh, there hasn't been as much buzz, it seems like, with AEW lately as there was just a month or two ago. And whether that's a lot of fans starting to feel that same sentiment that you're, you know, speaking of, of just kind of being over the championship run and ready for it to go to someone else. Either I don't know that it's got to do with the title run. I think it's got more to do with the Cody thing. Yeah, well, either CM Punk does one of two things. It either really helps build that star in Hangman with, you know, the huge win over a fan favorite and so on and so forth. Or he puts the fan favorite in the, the, you know, belt holding uh, position, I guess you could say. I mean, and nothing uh, I, against Hangman, dude, but, like, there's a lot going on in the world of AEW. I mean, weekly, we have a major announcement, a new mm-hmm. signing. Everything's fresh over there. There's different matches. It's just a whole lot of things going on in AEW. So it's hard to keep your champion, you know, in the limelight, in the forefront. I mean, look at if you look at WWE, you got Roman. You know, you got Cody. There's just a few guys that are, like, the spotlight of that particular show. But when it comes to AEW, there, like I said, there is a new announcement every week. There's new things all the time. It's just it's hard to like keep it up at the top in that company. You know what I mean? Okay, that but sense. that brings up that brings up a point that I wanted to bring up though. But so do you feel like with AEW, in the same breath that you say that there's new matchups every week and there's different stuff that's coming every week and all that kind of stuff, you know, even with two shows on TV now and then the AEW dark and all that stuff. There's still so many people that we're not seeing from AEW, And I think that's why you're starting to, you know, see people get out there. Now, do you think if CM Punk goes and wins that title from hangman page, do you think that it catches backlash? Because with all the people that have already been shitting on AEW as far as like, oh, yeah, they're WWE light or whatever the case might be. Do you think if CM Punk wins that that will kind of bring that kind of hype where people will be like, oh, well, you had to throw it on CM Punk, you know, to bring it relevance? Because I don't think that's the case. Personally, I don't think that it's time for Hangman's run to be done at all, especially with the fact that it was stretched out you know, even longer before he finally had the big payoff of winning the belt. I'm not saying that CM Punk won't win it, but I'm just saying I don't really have a problem with Hangman having a longer run. And right now, I think we're kind of just in that in-between until they make the next challenger. But obviously, we can see that it's going towards CM Punk. So for me, I don't really have that big of a deal with Hangman's run. But do you think that if CM Punk wins, that it could bring them a lot of backlash? I think it might. And that's and that's only because of what happened with Punk leaving WWE, right? But I feel like at this point, Punk, he I don't want to say he's reached his ceiling when it, you know the comeback was huge. All right. We got we had that every week. It was like new CM Punk stuff, new CM Punk mm-hmm. stuff, and everybody was watching. So like right now, it's like he's having great matches, but what was it all for if he's not going to come back and win a title, right? So at yeah. one point, and maybe now's the time, let's get the title on him. That way we could say, hey, he completed his journey. He did his big comeback, came back and got the title. We made something that WWE let go look great. And here we are, you know. And I mean, and who better, right, to go head-to-head for the summer <laughs> against WWE than CM Punk? 
I think you're going to get backlash, but any eyes on the product is is good. You know what I mean? I, I truly think it's kind of inevitable that at some point he holds that belt. Whether oh sure, and I'm not saying know, he should. Whoever, well, that's it. Kind of boils down to like, well, whose reign is he going to end and when yeah. type deal? Is whether now's the time to your point that you know you kind of build him up over the summer and you have this big you know CM Punk take back over type deal, or you just kind of have him continue to be that grinding AEW guy that he's kind of shown himself to be over the last you know couple months since since the hype has you know kind of cooled down it's at a simmer instead of a boil now he's shown himself to just be game as hell for that company he's just been in there with every every person that either he wanted matches to you know have with them or whether the company wanted he just went in there with everybody and put on great matches throughout so i think it's inevitable it's just whether they kind of have him continue to play that like journeyman that eventually pulls it off role or whether now this is the time type, you know, I mean, you're not kidding, dude. All publicity is good publicity. And I mean, actually, like I said, going into the summer, man, summer, you got SummerSlam coming up money in the bank and all that. I mean, so I hear what you're saying, but my only thing is this, like, so in the short time that CM Punk's been there, we were there ring the bell when CM Punk made his return in Chicago. Um, but that being said, that was in September. We are now in April, which is about six, eight months, you know, since we did that. Now, in that time, you've already seen them go the whole route through with M- MJF, and, he, and they had the dog collar match. You had him do the thing with Sting and Darby Allen. Now he's going for the world title. My question is, once he gets to the top of the mountain and has the title, obviously there's still the heel side of CM Punk that anybody that really is a fan of CM Punk knows is there. And when it comes out, it's going to be a bad motherfucker. I especially think it will be, especially with all the pent up stuff that he had from the time while he was gone. But it all to me kind of just boils down to how it's played out. So it's going to be interesting to see it. But I just wanted to bring that up and kind of see, you know, what your thoughts were with that. Speaking of announcements, you know, Tony Khan had another one. You know, this one, you know, shout out to our boy Ken Brass, who, you know, got us down into the 100 section, you know, over there at, uh, you know, at Raw a couple weeks ago when we were still in Dallas. I appreciate you, homie. Uh and with that being said, he hit me up and asked if AEW New Japan is going to be on the docket. And that's on a Sunday and it's in Chicago and it's at the United Center. And uh, I don't know, man, I might have to uh, make the drive for that one. Um, AEW New Japan. I was there when they did the ROH uh, New Japan Super Show at Madison Square Garden, which is where I met our homie Mega Ran. Uh, I don't know, man. What are your thoughts on uh, the announcement with AEW New Japan? Do you think it has the luster that it would have had because they've already been working with them? Or are you just as excited as you would have been if they weren't? I mean, as a fan, I think I could speak for me and you personally, man. As a wrestling fan, that's just that's just good for wrestling. You know what I mean? You ain't got to put that on TV for me. It don't matter. <laughs> Let's just go. You know what I'm saying? That's just good. That's just good for wrestling. But I think it's good for uh, for New Japan. Like you're bringing you're bringing your product to the states on one of the hottest shows, you know, wrestling shows in in the world. So 
it, it does good for everybody, I think. And not only that, you're going to get to see some of the guys from AEW really, really work their asses off against these guys from New Japan, especially you know, Adam Cole versus Ishii. That is going to be. I was going to say, some of the matches, you know, That's Adam Cole cut him off this. and said he's taking on Ishii. You talk about a style clash, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, That's one they. Thing. Go ahead. That's one thing I've learned definitely in my short time covering wrestling, man, is every single wrestler either wants to or highly respects everybody who wrestles in Japan, man. That's just, there's another level to it. And to your point, everybody who uh, is on that card from the AEW side is going to show out for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, let's not forget, you know, Corey, you're newer to Adam Cole, but Adam Cole had, you know, quite the run in new Japan when he was doing his stuff with ring of honor. And let's not forget, Adam Cole was the leader of bullet club at one time, which we also Mm -hmm. saw, switchblade jay white come out which he said this has got to do with more than bullet club and the elite man i mean switchblade jay white you know was putting on bangers uh wrestlemania weekend and to see him pop back up in AEW, he was at the impact super show uh when we were there with fellow bullet club members uh the good brothers so i mean i don't know bro that 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 show is gonna that show is gonna be money like I said, that's on a I, Sunday I, night, I, right? Yes, sir. Sunday night show. Okay. I mean, yes, I'm gonna sir, to, dude. I gotta go check the old vacation time schedule tomorrow. So. <laughs> see, that's see, that's the good thing for me because really, if we were really, if we were really game planning, see, I just leave right after we get off of work and then just you know crash there Saturday, right. do the thing Sunday, and then come home afterwards. Like I said, it's definitely on my uh, it's on my radar of shows that. I think are going to be having to get hit, which GCW is the next one on my docket that's coming this weekend. But before we get off of GCW, um, what are your thoughts about the coffin match between Darby Allen and Andrade? Dude, I didn't notice at first. I initially, when I first watched it, I really, I was doing some stuff. So I went to go back and watch it. I did not even think about the tacks that were in that coffin. Like, what a nice touch on the tags in the coffin. But for me, I mean, dude, Darby, bro, that dude, he – talk about putting your body on the line, bro. That guy takes some of these scariest bumps, if that's even what you want to call him. He he just tosses himself around. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen that guy get thrown downstairs. He's just – he's crazy to me. But biggest takeaway for that match, and this is just showing my age because I'm a Sting guy, when Sting – Popped out and, he, and he's in the crowd and he took the mask off and it was staying. Yo, that mask. got me at first because at first I'm like, well, why the fuck are we like right. focused in on this guy? And then when he took the mask off and he had the real well, paint on behind it, I was like, all right, well played. I'm like, initially, I'm like, Where, where's Sting at? What's going on with Sting? You know, and then pops up in the crowd and it's always Sting under the Sting mask in the crowd. If you go back to the WCW days, everybody knows that it's always him. But then he jumps off the balcony, uh, dude, again. How old is this guy? <laughs> that was one of my notes, yeah, yeah. though, dude, is like, son of a bitch, dude. Like, he's been doing some pretty gnarly stuff for a guy dude. who just, you know, a little bit ago, you know, they were saying had a broken neck in his match yeah. with Seth Rollins. So, I mean, dude, you know, we just saw Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Sting's out here jumping off of balconies like Jeff Hardy. I mean, hell, let's take it back to 2009, motherfuckers. <laughs> And it's good stuff, though. I mean, it's good to see Sting on TV, period, man. You know what I mean? So, 
it it really is i remember when we had actually commented on it a ton when he when he was kind of the rumblings and everything and then the announcement came out mm-hmm. and stuff like that we had commented on the show about it for like oh yeah cody multiple episodes in a row and to see the progression of him going from kind of taking it real slow you know rightfully so wanted to make sure that you know he was playing like the managerial role yeah. where he was just kind of you know in the in the background doing a he was doing a great job at that and would have his occasional spots and his occasional matches but very occasional at that point to see him progress to the point where he's at now to you know doing spots out in the crowd with no protection and just you know reliving the glory days yeah. we could say yeah. you know like shout out sting man i i was well, really the point i I was super, real quick, I was super skeptical, man. I was super skeptical, and I had talked about it on the show multiple times. And, it man, did it really turn another direction. I'm, I, yeah. Shout out Sting. There was a point <laughs> when he took that first powerbomb. Who was it from? I want to say it was Brian Cage, right? Kyle, you yeah. must remember that. Yeah. He took that powerbomb, and the whole wrestling world was just like, oh. You're like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I think he might even have took a buckle bomb at one point. <laughs> Oh, dude. He did. No. And then now, if you fast forward to now, everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to see what Sting does. What's he going to jump off something tonight? This dude's flying through the air again. Dude, I mean, I feel like it was kind of like a wait and see thing. And now at this point, I mean, dude, help. Shout out to Sting, dude. Get out there and get it how you live, big dog. Like, I mean, he's been putting it on the line for a long time. And at this point, he's not looking bad. So, you know, you can, you can, (laughs) what can you say? But you want to talk about bring him out. How about Britt Baker bringing the motherfucking Steelers out? Yeah, good for her, man. Had the terrible towels going and all of it with the Steelers gear on and all that. And Pittsburgh, too. Shoot, man. Yeah, Pittsburgh, bro. Pittsburgh. We ain't going to talk about how the the Steelers are going to look this year, but, hey, that's that's a – that's a hey, you better not say oh. that too loud around Jimmy Smith. If you guys are new here, make sure you check out our chat with uh WWE Raw commentator Jimmy Smith, diehard Steelers hey. fan. But uh, hey, We're Lions fans over one. here, bro, it doesn't get any worse. So, yeah, I mean, they did tie, they did tie with us, bro. They did tie with us, yeah. I just want since we brought up the Lions and it immediately popped in my head. Did you guys see this new gear that they came out with that just says "salty"? That's all, that's yeah. all it says. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, as as a Lions fan though, are we not the most like infamous for just having this like off the wall? What being dumbass fans? Stuff? Well, that too. Yo, we just have like I always see the one at, at Meyer during football season says one just one before I die or something like that. Somewhere along those lines. It's like, it's got the Super Bowl trophy and the Lions logo. It's like, dude, if we're not the best, if we're not the best at making fun of ourselves, you know, they have to approve that. Like they're, they have right, to go through right. that chain of commands to be like, is this okay? Can we just win one? Yeah, definitely. People yeah, sure. will it. <laughs> Whatever gets you to wear the blue. Well, somebody on the Lions end clearly pissed him off. If that's how it works to win one, then you like we really pissed somebody off because it's been since like what fifty six. Like, dude, we really fucking yeah. pissed somebody off, bad dude. <laughs> yeah. Thank that's you, okay. Corey, for We're introducing me to Red Stripe. <laughs> hey. 
All right. Jamaican for beer. Amazing. All right. Jamaican, man. man. He, he liking that red stripe. If you guys are watching, let us know what your drink of choice is. What's your favorite beer? Um, I, for one, got to tell you, you were talking about Johnny. We got to go see Johnny at Nerd Bar. Shout out to Stone Cold. What? I, uh, I really like that Broken Skull IPA. What? It tastes really good. I'm just saying. It was really good. I tried it uh, at Nerd they Bar. It there like at I said, Nerd Bar? yes, bro. Ah, when I saw that okay. on there, I was drinking something totally different, and then saw it was on there. I'm like, wait a minute, we can't get this in Michigan. <laughs> I was like, I gotta drink, I gotta drink one of these while I'm out here because they don't have them in Michigan. I just wanted to see yeah. if it actually tasted good because you literally can't get them here in Michigan. So back I just wanted to see if it was any good. IPA, perfect. And now there's the Broken Skull American Lager. So I got to see if the other beer is any good. Well, I hope we got enough hands because we're going to be busy. Man, I still got to find a way to fit the pedencil too, man. So I'm just saying. like, <laughs> We're going to be busy, busy. Yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be getting after it, dude. Like I said, it's uh, – it's, uh, I'm looking forward to Vegas. But we talked about Sting and what Sting did in that match. Um Darby Allen is clearly one of the young guys that they are trying to build up. And I mean, I think obviously with them having the coffin match and all that kind of stuff, I think it's clear where they're going. Now I'm just saying, I would love to see them get like thicker coffins, kind of like what WWE had, because like, man, like, I don't know if I was the only one thinking that, but like, especially when Andrade was like trying to rip the, uh, top of it off because it's got the ta- got the tax on it and shit. Yeah. I was like, man, like I was I especially because they always take bumps onto it. But on the flip side of that, like you said, especially when uh, Darby was trying to stop him from getting him getting put into the coffin and he's having to put his he's sacrificing his arm yeah. against the yeah. tax to hold himself out. Like that was dope, you know. Yeah, like I- all in all, that match was dope. But you know. I mean, like I said, very solid, uh, very solid dynamite. Um, I enjoyed what I saw. It's going to be interesting to see how this, I want to see how this whole ring of honor thing plays out. Cause we've really yeah. seen that kind of play itself out over the last few weeks. I mean, Samoa Joe is the new ring of honor television champion, taking it off Minoru Suzuki, which shout out to past guests to show Isaiah Bronner, who's going to be fighting Minoru Suzuki this weekend. At AIW, and uh, Uncle Chase is going to be on that card as well. So a lot of reason for us to be checking out AIW. Um, but shout out to those two fine gents. Make sure you check them out if you haven't already done so. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm really interested to see how this plays out with Ring of Honor, especially now that you've got names like Jay Lethal and you know Sanjay Dutt, and you know we saw Brian Cage and all those guys align with Tully Blanchard. I mean. Where, you know, what are your thoughts on the current state of AEW? Are you still super, like, stoked to see where we're going? Are you kind of on the fence? Where are you at with AEW, J-Bone? I mean, I'm stoked for it just because, you know, I'm a wrestling fan at heart, man. So, like, the more Facts. wrestling, the better. More wrestling, the better for me. But I, it, I'm just curious to see what's going to happen. We got a lot of things, and we're we're pretty much overloaded in AEW. There's so many things going on in AEW. It's, it's, it's kind of like where's everything gonna land you know what i mean you got the whole ring of honor thing you know tony khan owns that now like where is that gonna land is that gonna be an hour segment of just ring of honor stuff on certain shows are they gonna have their own show i'm just 
I'm ready to see things kind of flatten out and see where everything goes. You know what I mean? So a lot of talent over there that I'm ready that I'm, I hope gets more TV time, man. Cause shoot, there's tons of good talent that we don't even speak of sitting on that roster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm curious to see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully, uh, like I said, hopefully it flattens out soon. See what goes down with it. Uh, I'm yeah, I, I'm with it. Go ahead. I I think they would really do well if they just came out and said, "Hey, we're gonna do this fucking craziness, and we're just gonna do it like a draft." You know, we're just gonna have X coach for AEW, and then X coach, and then pick it like it's teams. And but do you, you know, think that's a good idea with picks. as much as people have been shitting on WWE for the split brands? like if they did i'm just saying as far as like you bringing up like the draft idea like i think with the way they do like the casino royales and stuff yeah i think if you're gonna go the route like what you're saying Mm -hmm. i think it would be dope if they did it somehow like it was like a casino royale right like you like you have the three different shows and then they throw like their shit on out into the roulette wheel and as the yeah. ball falls, that's how you get your picks or something like that. Um, I think that'd be a cool way to do it. But like, even at that though, like I hope that like they all bleed into each other because I think if WWE has shown us anything, it's that like the brand split is cool, but like after a while it gets old. And to keep yeah. your best product on there, you need like the best stuff from every show. Um on every show. So I mean Maybe you could do it in a way so that they're not necessarily exclusive. That's just kind of their home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, this is my home base, but I definitely go defend my turf every once a month or whatever the case be on right. the main show or vice versa. Kind of like, you know, kind of like WWE does with Survivor Series. You know, they got the brands going against each other. Like, let's try to find a different way. Like, Kyle, I don't know if you remember, man. It was Once again, I'm showing my age. <laughs> it was like late 80s, early 90s. I had that, uh, the battle bowl concept that wcw had they had the two i remember that that's where they had the ring right yeah they had the two rings and they had the big old tag tournament no i meant they fought for a ring right that's where AEW got the idea for the diamond ring that mjf's wearing so it was like you know random lottery picks two two guys and it could be anybody you know throw them all in the mix you got two teams just the oddest of tag teams going at in a tag team match the winners of the tag team match would go on to the battle royal then one person would win the battle bowl ring. It's a cool concept. I hope they bring something like that back because I, I I love stuff like that. War games, another thing. I'm glad war games came back to, to NXT. Maybe they can implement something like that somewhere in AEW. Something obviously we can't call it war games anymore, but I'd like to see Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW somehow clash in a sense in that, you know, in that magnitude. Some kind of game. You know, magnitude. I d- I just thought about this with you saying this, but this is something that you should remember, Corey. You probably won't, but um, do you remember when WCW did like the big uh, show in LA where they had Jericho and Mysterio and all those guys on it when they teamed up with AAA? I'm trying to remember yeah. what the name yeah. when worlds collide. Uh, when worlds collide, yeah. Yep. Yes, remember that. So they had yeah. so many guys from AAA and all this stuff, and it was all like a meshing of of things. Like so, this this relationship that they have with New Japan, I would love to see. Like since AEW doesn't do necessarily like uh, so many pay per views, which I like that. Yeah. Um, what if you know for like those quarterly shows, if you started having like a When Worlds Collide type deal, where like AEW, New Japan, and and 
whoever else if they wanted to incorporate anybody else but where you did like those co-branded shows where you would mm-hmm. see matchups that you don't ever see because it's new japan and you know and yeah. like this one yeah. you, you don't know what's going to happen i mean they're literally calling it the forbidden door that's you know what it was started off of um i don't know man like i said you i, I wouldn't really like that around like uh wrestle kingdom you know what i mean it'd be cool to see aw shoot over there it would actually. be dope you know what i mean so i'm sure I mean, we'll jericho's see. had we'll some some of it you know, this is just the beginning, so I'm sure. We'll right. See I something. mean, if you guys got any ideas of stuff that you'd like to see come out of that, um, let us know in the comments. Um, with that being said, you know, we mentioned that we're going to be at GCW. Uh, GCW at Harpo's was packed the last time. It's probably going to be packed this time. We're going to have a whole bunch of us are going to be down there. So if you see us down there at GCW at Harpo's, feel free to uh, come and say what up, though. Um, J-Bone, how are you feeling about GCW this weekend? Pumped for it, man. It's actually it's only going to be my second GCW show. First time I went with you guys, I had a blast. I think we all can agree on that. Yeah. But uh, GCW, man, it's just it's a great product. It's always fun, you know, to watch that stuff. I, I haven't really got a chance to check out the whole card, Kyle. So, our, um, I know Bussy's going to be there. That's always a fun one to watch. But I don't know as far as as the actual card yet. So, either way. I'm going to have a good time. We already know how that goes. I'm pumped for it, man. So I'll see you guys at Harpo's. Okay, so I got the card uh, The card right in front of me. Yeah, Corey, Corey's not a fan of good times anymore. We try to we try to get Corey, him. Not, you're not coming, Corey. No. I've been, very on, much, I've been very much looking forward to this amazing weather we're supposed to have this weekend to take my bike out. I've been literally just like my dad. I took it out for like two hours earlier because I got off work rather late. And my dad, I'm sitting there like bullshitting with him when I get off work. And I'm literally like, he's like, dude, you got ants in your fucking pants or something? You got to get out that bad? And I do. So I go. very well might still end up joining you. I'm hoping the event doesn't sell out. What's the start? What time's the doors? Like eight, eight, eight o'clock. The eight show o'clock. starts at eight, dude. Eight. Okay. We can make it. First round. I told you nine. this a week ago, man. We try it. to invite Corey out for a good time. Here. He don't like I'll, us no I'll, more. I'll but J Bone, I'll make you a deal. First round's on Kyle. Bullshit, because the first two rounds were on Martell, and he didn't show up to BCWA. <laughs> he said not Easter, one, dude. but two it shots. Was literally Man, don't even we'll give me the Easter, Easter shit. We'll make it up for it. the day before Easter, my mom, I'm not even going to defend yeah, it on the show. He, he did say that, but I'm just saying the alcohol's not going to win it. Alcohol's not going to win it. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I found the card. So first of all, Devin was like enamored with this guy's name when we were in Dallas. So Devin, if you're hearing this, you know, and find your way out to GCW, it the it says we've got John Wayne Murdoch versus Hoodfoot. Uh, you've got Bussy okay. versus ASF and Gringo Loco, which is gonna be holy hell. Wow, what a mesh of styles in that one. Yeah. Um, son of a bitch, you were right. Um, now we didn't get to see two cold Scorpio at for the culture, but it says we're going to see two cold Scorpio versus Minoru fucking Suzuki here. Uh, I'm in hell. Yeah. That's That's going to be be a banger. And then you've got Chris Dickinson versus ACH banger. And then, and then you've got the Briscoes versus the second gear crew. Mance Warner and Matthew Justice. Oh, nice. Joey Janela versus Bandito 
it says. Yeah, dude, son of a bitch. Did we say it? Was I? I seen it some does say Detroit, and then it, Alex and then Shelley it says Alex Shell. Not yeah. only is he on the card, not only is he on the card, he's going against the sixteen-year-old sensation that everybody's been talking about, like all over the place. Swerve has been fighting him up at Defy, and it's already been said that he signed an AEW contract. He's just gonna finish high school and all that. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be him versus Nick Wayne, dude. Wow! All right, hell yeah, you damn right, Alex Shelley versus Nick Wayne, and then you got Joey Janela versus fucking Bandito. Nice, dude. This card is a fucking banger, and then you've got for the GCW Extreme Title, you've got AJ Gray versus Alex Cologne. Like I said, it's gonna get gnarly in Detroit, dude. Yeah, it is gonna get gnarly. The old me, you know, somebody might be looking for the old them in the mirror after uh, Saturday gets going down. I am looking forward to seeing GCW, the old me. It is going to be a banger. Like I said, if you're in the area and at the show, make sure you come say what up, doe yeah. to the boys from Knockouts and Three Counts. Like I said, I am First looking forward to it. Fuck you, it's not. <laughs> uh you know what, Donald? You know Donald bought me the first round the last time I saw him. So Donald, if I well, no Donald, I don't think will be there. But either way, I'm down to have some drinks and have a good time. Uh, hopefully, we'll run into DMac down there again. Uh, it's going to be a damn good time. Other things that we got to talk about that happen as far as news. You know, I know Bare Knuckle FC is having a card right now. Um, I haven't gotten to keep up with it very well yet because obviously we're doing the show. But, you know, our buddy Justin Janes is going to fight Julian Let Me Bang. Uh, you know, he's going to fight bang, Julian bro. Let Me Bang Lane. What do you guys think about this matchup? I, I, Cody, I come on, this. man. They still got tickets. I try to tell come Corey. On, Cody. Corey don't like Cody. us no more, and he's not on the Cody, show. So, Cody... You say you're going, I'm coming. First it was if first it was if J Bone's going. Now it's if Cody's going. This motherfucker don't even want to go if the if the hosts are going. If Cody, if you want to (laughs) go, you'll take the third spot. Uh, Corey's already gave his fucking spot up. He don't fucking he don't like hanging out with us no more. He knew about that shit. Cody, there is a spot open for you. See, you are come on, man. I'm just saying man, let's go. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I, I got a feeling. I don't know. I got a feeling Corey's gonna be there, man. I got a feeling. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna. Feeling. He's I'm gonna, gonna get that bike out and get it in I early. Know. It's always a good time, man. Let's do it. Yeah, it, it. That's like when you brought up how good of a time we did have the last time. It was like I'm telling it was you. fucking freezing last time. It ain't gonna be freezing this right. time. So right. That what that was the only complaint about last time. So it was cold. You know. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have a good time. I tried to tell yeah. him it was a good time, but he just don't like a good time. So now that we've established <laughs> that Corey doesn't like a good time, now let's talk about what's going to be a good time, and that's that Justin Janes is going to yeah. bang with Julian. Let me bang Lane. What are your guys' thoughts on? Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this matchup? Yeah. What do you think on this matchup with him fighting Julian Lane coming off of his last fight? Um, it's going down June 4th, Lansing, Michigan, TWC MMA. Um, I don't know. I'm really hoping Justin can come out here and with a guy who 
wants to bang, which is what, you know, mm-hmm. Justin's been wanting to do his last few fights. I really hope he can showcase his skills in this one. And in my hope, I really hope he mixes in the wrestling that we know him for uh, along with that, because I think it's going to open up more opportunities for him to land that knockout shot that he's been looking for. But what are your thoughts on this matchup? Well, when I first initially heard the matchup, I mean, of course, shout out Justin James, you know, multiple time guest of the show. At this point, I call him a buddy of mine. I haven't even met him in person yet. Well, I met him at the fights. I lied. But uh, besides that, I haven't got to really have a full hour sit down. But either way, shout out Justin. But when I first heard this, man, I was more surprised that uh, Julian Lane was making his move back to uh, MMA after uh, having such a you know, fairly successful stint. I know he had just lost to uh, Mike Perry, but other than that, he's been fairly successful over there in bare knuckle to see him make that move back to MMA was, uh, was pretty cool as a let me bang fan. And then when I see it's against a friend of mine and for the uh, interim belt, I'm like, all, all the much more I'm excited for it. So it, it's cool to see him make his return back. To your point, Kyle, because he's spent such uh, a lengthy period at this point in bare knuckle, I think the wrestling would be the best way to uh, get a dub in this fight because I'm sure he wasn't training a ton of wrestling then. But uh, either way, it's going to be a hell of a fight, I would imagine. Where are you at with this one uh, matchup, J-Bone? I, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Hopefully... Obviously, Justin's a good buddy of ours. Julian, if you hear this, you know, our doors are open, man. We uh, we are not afraid of the smoke. We'll probably have to bring the Guitar Hero back on at some point. But I've been watching a lot of the Bare Knuckle stuff. I'm definitely interested to see what happens with it being Justin James. I mean, hey, man, quite a way to bounce back. You know, he lost by decision in his last fight. And then, you know, now to be coming back and fighting for interim title against a name like Julian Lane, not a bad, uh, not a bad move. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I hope that, like you said, I hope he does implement that wrestling though, because that's probably your best strategy for him coming off that bare knuckle run, man. So, I mean, the guitar hero, bro. Let's let's go. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, you can pull it Strum off. Strum that like, shit, yeah. Justin. We'll have to. Uh, you'll have to stay tuned. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss it. But well, the other thing well, that I wanted to real quick while you had uh, brought the topic up. Uh, what a weird week of MMA, right? You had uh, PFL making their debut on Wednesday, and then tonight you had BKFC running a card out in uh, Florida. It, it's just been a weird week of uh, middle of the week cards. I, I I just felt as though while I didn't we were get to see that. Uh, I didn't get to see anything on that PFL card. No, I didn't I did. I was going to get there. I was actually heading to some other news. That's what up, Donald? What up, Donald? You know, uh, you know, talking about, you know, Isaiah Broner and Minoru Suzuki. You know, I know Donald is uh, waiting on that one. Um, Like I said, there's a few other things I want to talk about in the MMA world of things. Corey, you know, Corey's like his fucking antlers pop out as soon as we start talking about him. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Corey, son of a bitch. Because I know how the show goes, and if I don't fit him in, we won't fit him in. So I got to get him where I fit him. How do you I figure? I wait, that's what we. That's what I make a rundown for. You know, that's what those, those fucking things are for. Uh, but I thought it more poignant to talk about the fact that 
we've got all these people tagging us and stuff, asking opinions about this whole XFC deal. I mean, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, it's it's not great. It's and I had commented on the actual uh, the writer of the initial article that I had seen. At least that was the most recent kind of uh, pry against the company because it was what roughly a month ago, Kyle, that the news had really started to come into circulation that a couple of their guys weren't getting paid and such. And then that's a terrible look as an up and coming trying to put on fights and with all the backlash that they had and stuff behind the scenes it was just it was a terrible terrible look right and then now flash forward we'll say a month and they haven't updated none of theirs they're a publicly traded company so they took tons of investment money from just fans from people that just wanted to you know try to invest in a developing mma company that had contracts with like NBC and stuff like that so they thought they were you know getting in at the ground level of a real legitimate you know thing and they i mean up, before you go on it. though okay. before you go on though the only thing i want to say about that now i we have never had any you know bad interactions with xfc you know myron was always cool to us but all these things that are being talked about are all things that are out in that are out in the open at this point so anything that's being talked about are all things that can be fact-checked i just want to throw that out there because we're not yeah i'm not uh just doing this to throw gas on the fire but i mean multiple past guests of the show you know kenny cross mondo Mm -hmm. gutierrez uh Mm -hmm. you know multiple people that we know are associated with this this is why we're bringing this up on the show austin Uh, freaking we literally had probably 10 plus you know people that had fought for him on the show and that's what i had also noted in my comment on the article as well is it's it's just terrible to see man we we knew so many people that competed for him and stuff and to kind of summarize what i was saying there they didn't they never updated their uh stakeholdings or however i'm not a financial guy shareholders guy come out no not their shareholders the the shareholders themselves didn't get an update of course but no they didn't actually file with the federal trade union or whatever the the whatever the acronym is that's proper so they're actually completely be essentially becoming a delisted stock where people aren't even able to sell off what they were bought into even if it is at a substantially lesser price they were at least able to sell it off now they're not even given that option because it's just completely coming off the uh the trade board which is i mean we talk about some fumbles in mma and stuff but man this is just this is about as bad as it gets you know like to to do some athletes dirty is absolutely terrible right but the the investment side for it to fall yeah. that deep that's that's about as so, bad I mean, as it so gets, i guess what bottom know? line is they're not paying the people that need to be paid when it comes down to it right i guess that's well, well it's not even what it's saying in the it's a it's a publicly traded company so they're not they didn't update their stuff so that they were able to still be a publicly traded company so everybody who held stocks and held any type of securities in the company aren't able to cash in on anything that they were you know yeah 
Pass. Well, and you got to take into account like their bonuses were, you know, given out in shares and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what's being what's being reported essentially is that uh, a lot of the local guys are saying that they didn't get paid for uh, that. They didn't get paid for uh, their ticket money for the last fights because XFC said that the hometown boys didn't do as well. But I mean, we were at that fight. That place was pretty well packed out from what mm-hmm. I remember. And <clears throat> most of the people that were there, aside from other past guests to show Austin Bashy's people, uh, I mean, most of those people seem to be there for Kenny Cross and Mondo Gutierrez. So I don't know, man. It just, any way you look at it, when that kind of stuff comes up like that, it's not a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not paying fighters either. A bunch of fighters have said, yeah. And that's the thing there there. It's not the first time we've heard of that. If you go back and uh, check out in our videos, you know, you can check out where in our last chat with the uh, Darren Crookshank, Darren Crookshank was telling us how, you know, Torah MMA not only didn't pay him, you know, there was all kinds of stuff. And that fight was, hell well over a year ago and he still hasn't been paid it's things like this that go on that it's just crazy how even in 2022 that we could even be talking about these kind of things because you know these people you know i've talked about this on the show and multiple times you know hell we talked about my first fight ever on thursday with uh bill martell um dude anybody that steps through those ropes and especially at a level like that when you're fighting in the pros and you're fighting at a you know these guys, and we're talking about a guy like Kenny, who Kenny already fought on the contender series, won on the contender series. So we're not talking about guys that are that far from that UFC level. But regardless of whether you're fighting in the UFC or whether you're fighting on a regional stage like that, you got to get paid, man. Yeah. Like if you're not yeah. paying people what they're supposed to be getting paid, that's what you sign contracts for. Um, it's not a good look. And when multiple people are saying it, whether it's like the old saying, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, you know, and speaking of sayings that where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, Tyson Fury came out and said that after this fight that he's got this weekend, that he's going to hang up the gloves. He said he could still see himself doing some more exhibitions, but what are your thoughts on the fight this weekend with Tyson Fury and Dillian, Dylan White? And do you think Tyson Fury gets the dub? And do you think if he gets the dub, do you really think he's done after this fight? So to me, I get, I understand why Dillian White's in this position, right? Like he has some recognizable name value and stuff. He's put on some great performances and stuff, but I feel like for the most part, once they, once he's built his way into these high tier matchups and stuff, it, it's just, it doesn't necessarily, I'm interested, but maybe this one's start, it's not getting as much attention as a lot of the fury fights have been in the past and it seems like this one's more going towards the boxing hardcore fans compared to like where fury was doing a great job of really building into the uh the casuals as you may say with like the wilder fights and stuff and even preceding that and i just feel like maybe that that's why he's saying he wants to hang up the gloves, do some of these exhibition matches that will garner huge paydays still and not necessarily affect his record if something was to happen. So, Yeah, I, th- I was just going to say that because he could still get away with fighting. He just doesn't have to put it on his record now. So as he gets older, you still want to get paid. And, hey, we've seen the guy in, in WWE, you know what I mean? So who's to say 
you know, he's even if he's done with boxing, you know, there's always money on the table. There's always money to be made. And I don't care what anybody says, money will bring you out of retirement if the money's right, no matter what the situation is. So well, I, Donald I just see, brought up a great point. Yeah. You know, they're fighting at Wembley, which yeah. for two guys from the UK to be fighting at Wembley, mm-hmm. like Tyson Fury flat out said that's a good part of the reason why he's doing this fight. Uh, with that being said, I mean, realistically, I don't think it has to do even with uh, has a lot to do with it. Um, but the thing is, I don't think that it's necessarily got uh, everything to do with, you know, wanting to take the risk. I mean, realistically, if he beats White this weekend, who really is there? Uh, who left really is there for him to fight? Uh, I mean, when you really think about it, he beat Anthony Joshua. He's proven his point with Deontay Wilder. There's really no point to uh, bring in. He never, he never, he never got the Joshua fight. But Joshua has worked his way out of that fight, basically by the losses that he's ensued in the build up to that fight. But that's my point. Him losing. But that's my point. So why Usyk would be the only one that would make sense because he's a belt holder, and then now you're the the current, you know, uh, all belt holder again, even though he claimed, you know, he's the lineal heavyweight champ now. He's it, already the lineal, lineal bo- heavyweight That's champ. what I'm saying. Boxing's so gray with all the belts going around and shit. There's always going to be another guy for him to fight, in my opinion. Um, to Donald's point. Uh, right. He, he never had the do, fight. I'm just he, making the point he's that always, he's not. He's not even in the picture for that fight, I feel like, anymore. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, not at all. I just I, – I didn't want you to speak out of turn. You know, I thought you were saying he had already fought him, but no. There's just no reason to fight him at this current state other than he's just the, the next other star from the U.K. And, you know, with the way he's shown in his last couple fights, I don't think he's earned his way into that uh, Tyson Fury fight. I mean, if there were ever if there were ever a guy at this point that deserves to be able to pick his shot, it would be Tyson Fury because I mean, there's not really that many people left for him to fight. Yeah, I mean, there's I just not really, honestly. In uh, it seems to be grabbing a lot of steam, and from every kind of news outlet that's talking about it, it seems to be like maybe this is actually going to happen with the uh, Francis Ngannou versus uh, Tyson Fury thing. Sure, but at least that gives some like some kind of intrigue, something that's out the way, or, mm-hmm. you know, do you really think, here's the thing though, Donald, do you really think that that's still a money fight now? Yes, yeah. it was a money Absolutely fight. But do you th- Absolutely now you still think you it's see- a money fight? All right, I'm not the most fervent. I know Wembley is one of the biggest stadiums in the UK, though, if not the biggest. But yeah, it, it would sell if if this isn't the biggest arena and they already sold this one out, it would sell out the next one up. Because Anthony Joshua, Wembley is the big whether, one in England. That, that's that's what I thought. But then they they would build an extra row for him versus Joshua. Yeah, there's a reason why they wanted to build that fight up so many times, and then it was kind of fell down the stairs, I guess you could say. It never actually worked out. But they tried to build that fight so many times for a reason. Dillian White 
a great fighter. He really is, but he's not to the star power that uh, Anthony Joshua is. That's for sure. And look at what they're able to do now. They them ticket prices, that pay per view, everything else. It, it would all go through the roof fighting an Anthony Joshua. So, yeah, there's still it is still a money fight. But I don't think he's necessarily as deserving. And but the UK fans absolutely are diehard boxing fans, so they would sh- they would show the fuck out for that fight. So is there a chance that he you know he wins this fight and then says, "Hey, I'm done." Joshua somehow gets back up there and then, all right, I'll come out of retirement for this one, but only if it's in Wembley type of gig. You know what I mean? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It could, but I think the only way that fight happens at this point is if somehow Joshua goes on a run and knocks a bunch of dudes out. Because then you could say, well, you never fought me, and, you know, I'm back on a run. But if he doesn't at least go on a run and knock out a bunch of dudes, I don't think – I just – I don't think it has enough luster to make enough sense. So, okay, isn't Joshua's next fight the number one contender spot? I believe it is. That's why I'm saying if Joshua can go in and win the number one contender spot, get himself into a title fight, and win one of those belts, well, now you've got a reason for him to fight Tyson Fury. But I got to see him win those next two fights first because what he did in between when all that was supposed to happen if he goes in and wins this number one contender fight and then gets his hands on one of those belts, yes, there's a reason for Tyson Fury to fight him. If he goes well, in and loses in this number one contender fight, I don't think there is. Right. Yeah, well, then the, then the lack, then the the star has really uh, lost its luster. But I mean, to me, after seeing what Ruiz did to him, and then seeing the way that Ruiz kind of came back in that second fight and then Anthony Joshua still wasn't able to kind of really get him out of there the way that you would you would think that somebody who was showed themselves to be much superior on the night would be able to somebody who with this high acclimate as him would be able to and it, it just didn't show it and then to come back get your belt you know do everything that happened with the Ruiz fight and then lead into the Usyk fight and to, to just frankly get like outclassed in that fight to me i understand right like i'm a huge fight fan not as much in boxing of course but i i ride or die with my guys whether they win or lose and stuff but boxing's not always that way man it's it actually is usually the complete opposite you lose one or two man and people are just completely off that train so I don't know. I understand what you're saying, Kyle. He gets, you know, he wins that title contention fight. I'm saying that's the only way that a fight with Fury makes sense is all I'm saying. Like, he has to do all that in order for that fight to make sense. I'm talking about what Donald's talking about in the comments, you know, isn't his next fight for a number one contender fight. Sure, but he's got to win that and then find a way to fight Usyk again. For there to be any reason for Tyson Fury to do that. And Tyson Fury's already got the fight that he has on tap here. So like I said, it's going to take a lot, in my opinion, for Anthony Joshua to get that fight. We're already we're already tight on time, but there's also the UFC this weekend. We're not going to go through the whole card. The three big the three, you know, the three big fights on that one really are you got the main event, or at least what's slated is the main event. You got Amanda Lemos. Versus Jessica Andrade, I think Andrade is going to whip Amanda Lemos's ass, in my opinion. Ah. 
Um, just my personal <laughs> opinion. Good, come on, hard. man. I see. This one is so up in the air for me, right? Because I'm not saying knows. that by any she, means that Lemos isn't a dog, but I just, be, dude, Andrade. Besides, I don't think there's debut, anybody that beats her by the champ. Yeah, beside beside Lemos's debut that she did up two weight classes at 35 when she's a 115er, she's looked damn near unstoppable though in all of these fights ever. See, Kathy knows. Yeah. See, I, we need to start the Kyle Sportsbook in this son of a bitch. That's why everybody hits me up very, for your parlays anyway. You guys very well might be right. You guys very well might be right. But I actually, like, when I first seen this announced as a main event and stuff, I'm like, man, there's so, you know, I had even noted it on the show and stuff that there's so many more deserving people to be in a main event slot, in my opinion. But beyond that, the fight itself is a banger, man. Andrade, past champion, is right there at title contention again. If I'm not mistaken, they're even kind of ruling this as a title, you know, eliminator fight. And uh, Lemos is a, she's shown to be a monster. I don't know which. See, way but I this is another. This I, is an. This is another reason why their rankings are a problem. You've got number one versus number ten, and you just said that might be for the title. Well, if I'm not mistaken, she's number one at 25 because her last couple fights have been at 25 on drive. Okay, so, well then, maybe that's a point. But even at that, Lamos is number 10. If she gets to fight the champ next after that. Because if you look at the, the way that 15, 115 being straw, women's strawweights played out, it, it really is kind of the majority of the people in the top five. She's going against Carla Esparza next, which is somebody who's already got a win over her way back in when they were on the tough season. <laughs> it's an interesting matchup there, but beyond that, they're running back the uh, Whaley Zhang and Joanna fight. I feel like either one of them could very well work their way back into a title. But that's what I'm well. saying. I'm just saying that's what people's arguments but, are when they're talking about UFC's rankings. That's the only point I'm yeah. making. I'm not saying oh, it's the, not a good yeah. fight. I'm just saying they keep doing this with their rankings, and that's why everybody says the UFC rankings don't mean shit because they don't they don't even follow their own rankings. Be, but because you couldn't forever just do four against five. Well, or, I'm not you know that's not what I'm saying though. So but how often four, now you know, are like, you seeing number twelve against number fucking two? But you're talking somebody who's on a I believe she's on a four fight win streak in the division. Sure, with, I'm not saying she shouldn't be in the not, fight. Yeah. That's I, I understand what you're saying with the rankings are just screwy, but it's it they they love to respect these people that have rightfully so earned their spot in the rankings where they are the the creme de la creme of the division even though even if they aren't able to beat the champ they're able to beat five through ten any time except for maybe the one oddball that all of a sudden is on some amazing hot streak and has now earned her way. Into sure. Like a Cosmos you know. Chemayev. I'm not saying, I'm yeah. not saying that these people don't deserve to be in it, but even using an analogy that we use from wrestling, like you're saying, yeah, you got this hot guy that's coming up and he's won all these fights. 
at least have him fight a couple more people up the way because then it builds the legend of the kid first. That way you can say, okay, he might be ranked number, I don't know, 10 or number 8 or whatever it is. But he beat Joe Blow and Joe Blow that are at number 6 and number or number 7 and number 4 or what, whatever the case is. That way by the time he gets to said champion, you're not running into the same problem that you're running into with Kamzat Chimaev where everybody's bitching because yeah, he killed all these people, but he didn't fight his way up the ranking or like a a guy who's returning in Henry Cejudo. And he just wants to come right back and fight the title. It builds it. And then makes people want to see them fight more by the time they get to the championship. And at least if you have them beat a couple people up on, on their way up, to getting to the title shot, at least then now you have you can say in like a case to somebody like a Henry Sudo, yes, has he won the titles? But he beat, I don't know. Let's throw in T.J. Dillashaw and Aljamain Sterling just because those are the names that are thrown in there. If he comes in and he beats him and him, well, then how the hell can you say he doesn't deserve a title shot? The only point I'm making is that if your rankings are ever going to mean shit again. Yes, you can maybe move a guy up the rankings quicker, but the guy still should have to fight a couple people on the way up before he gets to the title, unless you're the champion. If you're a champion coming down and they're bringing you down to fight the next guy, or maybe in like a John Jones case where you're going to have Stipe and John Jones fight, where it's like an arguable number one contender versus a guy who was basically the light heavyweight champion okay then that makes sense but at least if john jones beats stipe then now he's beaten somebody all i'm saying is that when you have the guy jump from number 10 and then he fights number fucking three well then you just you just yeah. pissed it all down but the way he, where if the guy fights a couple more fights think about a guy like chemayev he fought Gilbert Burns, who was number two. But what did we figure out from the Gilbert Burns fight? We learned a lot of good things about it in that he could take a lot more shots, which we didn't know if he could take shots. We found out that he's not afraid to bang, which we didn't know if he was going to bang because he pretty much took people down and beat them up. We He showed that he's not going to turn away in a fight. But my point is, now you had him beat number two. Who the fuck's he going to fight next? You're going to have him fight Colby? Because if you have him do that, which is what the what the next the next proposed fight is. If you have him go in there and you fight Colby, which I don't think he's going to blow through Colby, even if I don't like Colby. But let's just say hypothetically he goes in there and fucks up Colby Covington. Now you've leapfrogged Leon Edwards because Leon Edwards is supposed to get the next title shot. And yeah. if Colby loses that fight with Kamzat Chimaev, now the other big name that you that you know they're going to try to still push at 170 because I don't think he's going to go down to 155. And if he goes up to 185, he's going to get fucked up because they're going to be a lot bigger. You've just killed Colby Covington too. So I'm just saying if you continue to hot shot guys like that without giving them fights in between it, by giving them those fights in between it, you can see if those guys are gonna, what they're going to do when they face that higher t- caliber talent. And it also gives said fighter the chance to say, okay, like Kamzat Shemaev, where I went in there and I had a war with Gilbert Burns, but I learned, okay, I can bang like that, but maybe it's not in my best interest for me to go in and bang it out with these people when I can take a dude down and beat him up. Now, granted, was he able to take Gilbert Burns down? No, but I'm saying if he fought like, again, Kamzat wasn't even in the top 10, I don't think. 
Or if he was, he was at like number he was like eight, I think. Oh yeah, if he was, he yeah. was at the bottom of the bottom of the top ten. My point is, if you can have him do that against a couple guys that are on their way up, then when you have that fight with Gilbert Burns, who's number two, you can't say, "Well, Kamzat just jumped the line and all that." Because what yeah. happens if what happens if he goes in there against a guy like Colby Covington, who number one, I don't like the guy. But I don't like the guy's antics. But like I said, I judge people by what they do in the cage. What happens if he goes in there and goes against a Colby Covington, who is the only guy that's given uh, Camaro any type of problem, and then gets exposed? Now you've hot-shotted him up there. You can't have him go back and fight everybody down. He'd have to fight at least four more people to build his way back up. That's all I'm saying, is at least if you did that, it'd bring more legitimacy to your 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 rankings and you wouldn't burn through so many stars because it also goes back to what I'm saying, why some of these cards like the one that we're talking about don't have all the hype on them because they don't build anybody. Yeah. But you also, if you do that path where you end up fighting all these contenders on the way up and fighting all these top guys and stuff, you end up in the situation where you're literally say he does win all these fights and ends up becoming the champ. Now what he's fought all these guys. Now who's who's his contenders? Now what he's gonna have to change divisions or else he doesn't get fresh matchups. I I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, I didn't when, say he has to fight somebody, everybody. Well, when somebody but... showcased that they're that they're to that level and in this fight he did he he ended up getting the win. It was it was a true back and forth fight, but he showed that he was at that level. He, you know, he belongs in that region, whether he's able to get a win over the likes of a Covington or, you know, not. It, I'm not saying that he's that not he's there. I'm range, just saying that know? if so, if you hot shot a guy like that, there's once you jump him to the right to the top. It's not like you can just it, go right back down either. <laughs> like, I, If you lose, you lose and you fight another contender. It is what it is. You might not be back in the number one contender spot, but. There's always a winner and there's always a loser in combat sports, man. I mean, you know it as well as I do. And it doesn't necessarily always mean that that person's a better fighter or something along those lines. That You know, just for instance, since you're using Cosmot so much, because he is, he is like the perfect example of like flying through the rankings. And, yeah. you know, I would have loved to see him fight the Neil Magny who was calling him out forever and stuff like that. I feel as though he would beat Neil Magny. He's not saying that. he wouldn't. And that's, he, that's he exactly what that. I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not saying. Well, he showcased that in the Gilbert Burns fight, but I feel as though he already showcased that as well in the Lee Jing Lang fight when he just completely dominated the leech who's done amazing work in the division himself. That's, I agree that he got that that hot shot or you know the quick start or however you want to call it, but <clears throat> he's shown in that fight, man. He was four fights in the division or in the UFC and had what three strikes landed on him or some shit. There's I'm not reason, arguing you know, any of that. He, I'm not arguing yeah. any of that. My whole point is not even towards Kamzat. I'm just saying this is why the yeah, UFC's yeah. rankings always end up getting made out to be like they are because of stuff like that. I'm not saying Kamzat is not in 
contention to be fighting for the title. I'm just saying that, especially with us being a wrestling show, I just think that on some of these, you got the same thing going on at 55 with uh, 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 Makachev. I mean, I'm just saying that if you continue to beat a couple guys on your way up and you can say, okay, well, he faced this test with this guy and had to deal with a ground specialist here. And then he had the fight like he did against Gilbert Burns where they banged it out on the feet and he showed that he can take a a shot on the chin and keep fighting. And then he had a fight with whoever the fuck Mm -hmm. and – and, and was able to put it all together. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is a good build brings it to you, just like a good build is bringing me and J-Bone back to GCW this weekend. It's bringing me back to watch somebody get cracked in the nose with BKFC, even though everybody seems to be all over the place with them too. I don't know, man. There's a lot of shit to go down. There's a lot of shit that we've talked about. Shout out to Clay fucking Guida. I hope Clay Guida does his thing because I'm always a fan of Clay Guida. But like I said, if you guys are new here, make sure you hit that subscribe button because we've got big things coming at you next week. Like I said, for sure I can promise you that we have Mikey Zero from Chainsaw, uh, Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling, which Chase has been talking about plenty. And like I said, Thursday, I got it on good authority that we got a pretty good episode coming for you Thursday. And uh, if any of you guys are thinking about making that RPW show out there, RPW, No Peace Underground, at Harpo's, like I said, your boys from Knockouts and Three Counts will be in the building, so be there, be square. So until next time, and in the in-between time, peace.